0: Forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. triumph far above all heavens. We beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us the Spirit of truth. Holy Scripture on this day on which we commemorate and celebrate the ascension of our Lord Jesus the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles the first chapter beginning with the first verse in the first book O Theophilus I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the Apostles whom he had chosen Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, whom was, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the first chapter. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, And above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God of Christ. of from the holy gospel is read.
1: Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia,
0: alleluia. The holy gospel according to St Luke the 24th chapter And then he said to them these are my words that I spoke to you while I was with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled and then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed In his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem you are witnesses of these things and behold I am sending the promise of my father upon you but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high and then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands he blessed them And while he blessed them he parted from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and we're continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Together now we confess our holy Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord
2: from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, from the acts of the apostles, the account of the ascension of our Lord, these words, and gathering the apostles together, Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but rather to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said you heard of from me. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. This is our text, dear friends in Christ. Benjamin Franklin, in his typically simple and yet profound way of saying things, once asked, Dost thou love life? Then he said, Do not squander time, for this is the stuff that life is made of. Do not squander time, for this is the stuff that life is made of. A profound thought, a truth that is so easily and so sinfully, though, pushed to us all, as true as it is, it's so sinfully pushed by us all to its extreme and to its limit. And we get so caught up in trying to occupy every moment of life that we have with some kind of activity, with doing something. We get so caught up with having to fill our lives with activity that we've forgotten how to simply sit down at times and to to wait to sit down at times and wait upon the Lord just to sit down and see that time for doing nothing that downtime as being a blessing unto us instead and especially so I suppose one could say here in our high tech and high cost and high energy Valley that we're so concerned always about stimulating our lives with something and having to do something energizing us pushing us from one thing to another Rather than seeing the value at times of just sitting and doing nothing but thinking and contemplating upon things, where people who consider that time that exists between one crisis that we have and another, or between one activity and we have as another, as being a downtime, a bad time, a useless time, a wasted time, and how sinful and how wrong it is indeed for us to think that way. There's a time for waiting. There's a time to wait for the Lord to act. There's a time to wait for the Lord to speak. There's a time to wait for the Lord's promises to be fulfilled as we anticipate events that will take place. Waiting times, indeed, they can be hard times, but they also can be very good and very valuable times. And such was the case for the apostles, for the disciples of our Lord in today's text, the situation in which they find themselves They found themselves having to wait. And they weren't too excited about the thought of waiting. Remember what our Lord had done. He had appeared unto them. After the time that he was crucified on the cross and then had risen from the grave, he appeared unto them, Scripture tells us, many times. Indeed, we heard it this morning. the reading to these chosen apostles, he presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them for a period of 40 days, speaking to them the things concerning the kingdom of God. And so, after his death and resurrection, our Lord appeared many times unto his disciples, showing them by what he did and what he said that he indeed was who he claimed to be, and that he had done what he said he would do. And so now you can see why those disciples, having had those miraculous things happening after his death and crucifixion, why they would be so excited about him coming to not only teach them and to encourage them and commissioning them to do what he would have them do, but now they, they're ready. They've got the plan, they said. They've got the promise that he had given them. Now let's get at it. Let's get moving. And so on the day of the Lord's ascension, they're eager and they're asking, Lord, now is this the time? Is this the time, they said, that your kingdom is going to be established here now? This must finally be the time for the next installment of your divine plan to be powerfully engaged? And when you think about it, you can see them biting at the bit, can't you? They're just like horses on the line of the Kentucky Derby, I think, that was held this weekend. They were supposed to be because of storms, maybe it was delayed, I don't know. But like cars on the, the track of Daytona, Waiting to rev the engines and press the pedal to the metal. Like the runner at a race. It's all set to go. And these disciples are all set to go. And they want to take off. Let's go. Let's get involved, engaged. And our Lord says, no. Absolutely not. Downtime. Wait." It's not for you to know the times and the seasons by which the Father has set by his own authority. He says, go back to Jerusalem and go to Jerusalem and wait some more in Jerusalem. Wait for my special outpouring of the Holy Spirit because no matter what you think you can do, you can't do it without the power that I will give through my Holy Spirit. He will enable you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and ultimately even unto the end of the world. No matter how much we might be excited by what God has done and what he does, how foolish it is for us to think for a moment that we have it within ourselves to do what he would have us do. It is only as his spirit gives us that enabling power which he alone does through his word that we hear and his sacraments that we receive that we have that which is needed to do the things that God would have us do. And many times he has us, first of all, sit down and simply wait. I've shown you my presence, he told those disciples in those 40 days after the resurrection. I've shown you my presence, I've given you my promise. Now you're going to have to wait for my power. But Lord, that waiting it can be such a hard thing for us disciples. Ask any of us in life who have had to wait it's not easy we don't enjoy waiting it's not easy for us sinners to live in those down times when we have to wait for god to act in the way that we hope and pray that he will that time for example between one job and hopefully another when the bills keep on coming though the paycheck isn't coming as consistently as the bill that's a downtime, it's a hard time it's a wait time Or the time between the time that a son or a daughter goes off to war in Iraq or Afghanistan, and the time that they come home again safely, securely, a downtime. It's a hard time. One of those wait times where we can do nothing but depend upon the Lord. Or the time between the time that we have a medical test that's been taken and we wait for the result of that medical test to be given, the diagnosis and the prognosis. That's a hard time. It's a downtime as we wait find out what the Lord has in store for us the time between the time that we lose someone that we love in death or to someone else and the time then that we finally adjust to the difference in life as best as we can to life here without them can be a hard time downtime those down times are hard hard times especially for us impatient sinners Who are used to going from one activity to the next without any kind of a break and reprieve at all but you know something those down times can really be good times for us as well god has promised that everything must work together for good and he says that also these in-between times that are sandwiched between times of crisis or times of activity these are good times he says to you wait I'm going to do my work in these times as well. They're good for us as a pause time in life that refreshes us. They're good for us as the pause in life that requires us to reconsider where we've been in life, where we're at in life, where we're going in life, and gives us the time to think about where we've been, where we're at, where we're going. That's a good time. Good for us is that pause in life that gives us the time to gain the strength that we'll need. To face some obstacle that's over the hill or around the corner or some crisis that we don't even know about but the Lord does and he's giving us that downtime in order that we might be strengthened in that downtime and be prepared for that which is to come good for us that God graciously gives us that downtime that allows us to prepare for that which is coming In fact, without that downtime that God also ordains for us, you know what we'd likely do? We'd likely break down or we'd jam up or we'd explode because we'd be, be going sinfully far beyond what God ever intended for us creatures to do. A bit of trivia for you trivia files out there. This month is the 290th anniversary of what weapon of war? that was invented by a London lawyer named James Puckle. P-U-C-K-L-E, and it was patented on May 15th of 1718. What weapon of war? It's a machine gun, if you thought the machine gun, you're absolutely right, surprise me, I didn't know it was that old. But Puckle called it simply, he gave it a name and he called it the defense gun, spelling it in English D-E-F-E-N-C-E the defense gun and then on the patent which you can see online that Puckel has of the picture of the gun and right above the picture of the gun that's drawn out in hand there's a little rhyme that Puckel wrote about the machine gun he says quote remember he's an Englishman who is writing this now who invented it in London a lawyer he says quote defending King George your country and laws is defending yourselves and our Protestant cause You have to love those British for their zeal, but they never did get the separation of church and state thing right. And he certainly didn't either. I was surprised to learn, as I said, that the machine gun was invented that long ago, but of course, you know, one of the first problems that the machine gun had is that after it was fired, because it fired so rapidly and so quickly, it was so hot that there had to be a downtime for it. There had to be a wait time, a time during which the operator would feel obviously very vulnerable. But he had to wait before he could fire it again, lest the thing explode on him and blow up. It's much like us. It needs to be that downtime. God knows far better than we know our need for those periods in our lives. Those times during which we're changed, perhaps, in some way, that prepares us for the future, or that we're charged, or that we're refreshed, or that we're renewed by his word and by his sacraments. Lest we would depending on our own power and our own strength and our own wisdom and might unless we would be jammed up or we'd explode the disciples had to do that today and that's good for them it's good for us in fact sometimes those down times are intended to help us gradually let go of things we've been too attached to those things below that are far more easy for us to cling to than those things that are above and yet what is it one of the great epistle lessons for ascension day tells us says set your minds on things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god that's your destiny that's your destiny and your destination and so it's good for us in those wait times to be able to reflect again, not only in where we've been, and where we're at, but also where we're going. And the downtime helps to remind us that this is our destiny. After all, think about it you know, why that is your destiny and your destination is because the Lord Jesus Christ took His downtime seriously. And He, in that downtime, came down here to earth, if you will, and He took on all that we are in order that we might be where he is that essential and absolutely essential downtime here on earth that the lord jesus took remember what saint paul said of him though being and existing in the form of god he didn't consider his equality of god as something that he had to publicly display all the time but rather he emptied himself not making full use of his divine nature He emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man. Paul says he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even death upon the cross. Therefore, St. Paul says, What has God done? He's now highly exalted him. That's ascension talk. God is raised him up he's a lifted him up and God's highly exalted him and bestowed upon him a name that's above every other name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father you see our Lord Jesus Christ took on this this down time of earth that he might have lived for us that perfect life that we by faith might have that life that he's given us in baptism we're baptized into his life and it becomes our life. It becomes our cloak of righteousness to where Christ took on this downtime of earth so that our many sins and all of our great transgressions would be his soiled garments to wear so that we sinners would have him bearing for us. The burden of the cross and the burden of our sins all the way to the cross and through the cross, and so that we sinners might forever be made God's precious sons and daughters, God's saints. And then, having accomplished everything that the Father sent him to this downtime of earth to do, our Lord is ready then to leave that downtime of earth to again assume the uptime of heaven's glory for me and for you even as he had the downtime for us so the uptime was for us because he takes our humanity and it even now as we sang in the beautiful ascension hymn is with him in heaven is our assurance of where he is there we shall also be my friends mark this promise and mark it well because it happened to the Lord it will happen to the Lord's people as well Where the head is, as we sang in the Ascension hymn, there also the body shall be, and we are his bride, we are his body. Because of him, our down times must in due time be transformed into heaven's eternal time, and that time above will be far greater than any of the time you have ever experienced down here below. And that's why it's so absolutely essential that during this particular time that God has placed us in now we simply wait in faith for the promises of our lord to be fulfilled that rather than being weighted down now in this wait time by the things of this world that we would rather feel that that upward pull of the promises of god that are linked as inseparably to the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Consider how effectively the famed Italian artist whose name is Donatello picks up on this this theme of not being weighted down by the things of the world and one of the famous sculptures that he did on a pulpit over at San Lorenzo Church in Florence. And this sculpture is this beautiful portrayal of the ascension of our Lord. And he captures that very moment when our Lord is just lifting off the ground and he's ascending into heaven, a beautiful sculpture, but what's so beautiful about it really isn't that moment in time so much, but it's, it's the fact that how Donatello portrays the disciples. The gowns of all of the disciples are heavily creased with very heavy, distinct lines. You get a sense that they're being drawn down by some gravitational pull to the earth and to the concerns and to the worry of the earth. Whereas our Lord's gowns and the sculpture are beautifully portrayed as smooth and blowing in the wind and he's ascending into heaven. Sort of portrayed in the same way in your bulletin cover this morning. Notice what the artist has done with the heavy colors of the disciples, the earth tones that are there as though it's holding them down with some kind of a pull and yet the the white of our Lord's garments, wisping, ascending into heaven. Beautiful portrayal. And so it is that our Lord, too, would not have us be weighted down by earth's pull. We have a Lord, as the disciples did, as they still do, and as we do. We have a Lord through whom we are connected securely to heaven. And that's why, in that picture that you've got in your bulletin cover, you see the saints of heaven in the background. And Christ is what connects the two, earth and heaven, together. And we have a Lord who is bound and determined that we will be where all of the saints are and he is bound and determined to connect us as the two he, he's taken hold of you through holy baptism firm hold of you there in baptism a lord who speaks to you week in and week out, week out through his word that you hear a lord who despite his visible bodily ascension still is invisibly but still bodily in his true flesh and blood even here with us as in the sacrament we receive his very body and his blood in a way that only at the Last Supper the disciples themselves would. A Lord who simply will not allow himself to be far from his people in any time in any age and so was required of us by God's will We will go through. And because of his presence and his strength, we will endure many of Earth's really down times. Those times of waiting, those times of watching for our Lord to come through for us again and again, to come through with all that he has promised you here in life, the time of death, ultimately there in heaven. And you can be sure of this he will come through for you he will do it and that's why we can now confidently say and sing oh to breathe the spirit's grace oh to see the father's face oh to feel finally the son's embrace to feel the son's embrace wait for only a little while and you will in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen please stand and sing with me the post sermon hymn
0: which we mark and celebrate the ascension of our Lord Jesus, we approach God's throne of grace with all confidence, knowing that our brother of flesh and blood, Jesus Christ, now reigns in glory at the all-present right hand of the Father. And therefore, now we pray for ourselves and for the church and for all people according to their need. We pray. Father of all splendor and majesty, your beloved Son lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. Receive now our requests on behalf of him in his perfect life, in his suffering and his death on our behalf. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for taking on our flesh to bear our sin and to be our Savior. By your resurrection and ascension, you have destroyed sin and death and the devil and have led our captivity captive. By your promised Holy Spirit, come to dwell in us by word and sacrament. Deliver to us patient trust as we continue to wait for the fullness of your glory to be revealed on the last day. Fix our minds firmly on the day of our own resurrection and and ascension victory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal and almighty God, you raised Jesus Christ from the dead and enthroned him above all rule and authority and power and placed all things under his feet, making him head over the church. May she be governed by the purely preached gospel and the rightly administered sacraments delivered through faithfully confessing pastors unto a faithfully confessing people so that edified by these they may know the hope to which you have called them. And the glorious inheritance that belongs to them your saints lord in your mercy hear our prayer lord jesus christ whose name is above all names the nations and the rulers of the world also are under your might raise up we pray leaders across the globe who will govern with wisdom and discernment justice and compassion bless our land with office holders in our various branches of government that will serve for the common good Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, graciously be with all who are ill and suffering in any way, including Fred Hine and Paul Duell and other severely infirmed or homebound members of the congregation. Attend to those who are recovering from surgery, including Bud Balzer and Ruth Nolan, who give thanks for successful cataract surgeries performed this past week. Visit also your servant and our sister in Christ, Sonia Heidemann, who undergoes cataract surgery this week. Grant health and strength of spirit according to your good and your gracious will. In all times of trial and sickness, grant that we may recall the ascension of Christ and the glorious destiny it promises us all sharing in his human nature who believe in his word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide all those who are terminally ill or near death with the same assurance of the glory yet to be revealed to them. Comfort also the grieving with your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. hear our prayer. Lord of all good, receive our thanks with Terence and Elaine Lung for the four years of marriage you have granted to them. And receive also our thanks with Martin and Ellie Borkenhagen for the 62 years of marriage that you have granted to them. Continue to enrich their lives through each other, sharing in both joy and sorrow, a reflection of the loving commitment Christ has vowed to keep with us his bride. Bless their homes and the homes of all husbands and wives by your gracious presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God of highest holiness and love, though today we conclude the Easter season of this church year, remind us every week that you draw us to assemble Of the victory over sin and death that you have accomplished in Christ's death and resurrection train our hearts and eyes heavenward that we may be prepared to be received up unto our returning Lord on that last day when he comes in his glory hear this and these are prayers deliver and preserve us for to you alone be all glory Father Son and Holy Spirit who together reign one God now and forever Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and merciful God, we have again worshipped in your presence and received both the forgiveness of our many sins and the assurance of your love in Jesus Christ. We thank you for this undeserved grace, and ask you to keep us in faith until with all of your saints we inherit eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns together with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Receive now the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you.